Hi, I'm Debbie Harbeck, and I'm a certified life coach working with women in midlife and through the menopause transition. So each week, I'll be sharing the latest information, inspiration, and generate some momentum so you can move forward and feel more in control of your changing midlife body and your life. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to the Midlife Momentum Podcast. I have a very special guest for you today, so I want to introduce her. Her name is Amy Wilson, and she is a board-certified geriatric pharmacist. She's also a certified fitness professional and a certified nutrition coach using the Faster Way to Fat Loss platform. Amy is passionate about helping people prevent and reverse diseases with nutrition and fitness. Through her personal and professional experience, she has seen firsthand how diet and exercise can change a person's life and how the right nutritional program can be the key to improving their health and fitness. She has seen her clients reverse their pre-diabetes, diabetes, high cholesterol, and more. She's driven to help her clients feel in control of their body and mind while no longer feeling enslaved by their scale. So welcome, Amy, to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Debbie. I'm honored to be here. I'm I'm so glad you're here because you have a unique set of skills here. And so I'm going to pull a little bit on your pharmacist side to start off because I want to ask you about, in particular, a drug called Ozempic, which I'm hearing, and I guess a lot of my audience is hearing a lot more about these days, and how they're impacting currently the weight loss industry. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Well, so the weight loss industry, I'm not sure what it is in Canada, but in the US, it's $3 billion. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. The amount of money that's spent on supplements, weight loss products uh, is just astronomical. And hey, we now have a prescription drug called Ozempic. I have to preface to say I'm a pharmacist who does not want you on medications if at all possible. Medications do have a purpose. They are needed. But sometimes we can, and a lot of times we can do without them. Ozempic was originally developed for diabetes. It's what's called a GLP-1, glucagon-like peptide 1. It's used to help release insulin, to slow down digestion, and to help decrease somebody's A1C, which is a marker for blood glucose. So it helps decrease blood glucose and helps diabetics. It has a pretty significant side effect profile of weight loss. In diabetes, we want that. We want that does a lot of times help with blood sugar, with blood sugar stabilization, with A1C. However, its side effect profile was kind of a good moneymaker to say. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that we've looked at forever trying to find a cure, but there's no cure for being overweight. A medication is not a cure, it's a treatment. But we're wanting, I'll say the, I hate saying the easy button. And, and I understand because I'm over 50, going through menopause, the fluffiness, you do everything that you think that you're doing is right. And you want something that is going to work. And when you take this medication, this weekly injection, yeah, it does work. Uh, but the problem is there's also side effects that go along with that medication. That's where I have issues is that this medication 
not only was it, is it being used for diabetes, which is great, but now it's being used as a weight loss drug. Some people it's needed. A lot of people, maybe not so much. It's the one thing that people will gravitate towards because they don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about what you're eating. It's, it's, you don't have to think about it. And all of a sudden you're losing weight and you know, and probably your audience knows when we've lost weight before that feeling is amazing and it's so addictive. But the problem is with this is that the side effects. So the side effects are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Most people are like, oh, you know what? I can deal with that. The other side effect is what's called gastroparesis. It's the total shutdown of your GI tract. It's not reversible. And the other problem is, is that most likely this is a medication that you will have to be on for years. We don't know what happens in four years. The other problem is, is that once you go off of it, we have seen the weight come back and it comes back fast because it's being prescribed as, I want to say, a boutique drug, a place where people are kind of just popping up little places here and prescribing it, or maybe it's being compounded with other added ingredients and not given any direction on fitness, on nutrition. So it can be really scary if it's not being used in conjunction with learning how to eat and learning to build muscle. To me, that's that's where it comes down to is that, yeah, it can be used as a tool, but you got, you got to go the whole entire gamut. You have to put the nutrition and you have to put the fitness in there. And you're going to see it. I mean, it's in the fine print. Should be used in conjunction with a sensible diet and fitness program. You'll always see that in those in the medication disclaimers. So that, that's, you know, so that's what we're seeing. So it's not only Ozempic. Ozempic is the diabetes medication. We're seeing it off-label for weight loss. The one that has the indication for weight loss is Wagovi. And then there's also another one called Monjero. And there's going to be several others that will be coming out pretty soon. And they're all di- all medications for diabetes type 2. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they all have a side effect of weight loss. Yes. Okay. Okay. So some people are on these medications just for weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things that, and I understand with prescribers, prescribers for years haven't had anything to give a patient when they come in and say, I need to lose weight. Or the doctor says, Hey, you need to lose weight. And usually what they'll tell them is to go eat less and work out more, which doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Now prescribers actually have something that they can prescribe that will work for weight loss. The problem is, is that we have got to get out of our heads that weight loss equals health because it doesn't. There's other things that go into it besides weight loss. I love that you said that. I love that you said that weight loss doesn't necessarily equal health and that in conjunction with these medications, it's always prescribed or should be that we change our, our ways. We've got to exercise, we've got to eat better um, because the medication itself is, is just like you said, it's not a cure, it's just a treatment. And eventually maybe you won't be being treated on that anymore and you're gonna have to take care of it yourself. So, I mean, these are things that we need to be doing 
anyways, no matter if we're on this medication or not, right? Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you spoke about that because that is something that I know a lot of my audience has questions about because it does feel a little bit, like you said, an easy button. It is something that maybe, you know, why, why can't I just go on that and and lose some weight, but there's a lot to consider. It's not so cut and dry. There are side effects to be aware of, and it isn't a solution. It's just a treatment and it's temporary. So that's fantastic. And, and in particular, also, what what I also wanted to ask you about was any other issues like weight loss or weight is an issue for a lot of women who are midlife and a lot of them do come to me for weight loss. But are there any other common issues for women in midlife that you see any medications that they're commonly on that could be causing weight gain or other issues? There are. And what, you know, and, and what, disclaimer, don't stop your medication. If you're on any of these medications, don't stop them cold turkey. Because I know we're, we're women, it's like, oh my God, it's causing weight gain. I'm going to stop this. There might be reasons why you're on these medications. And there's things that you need to work with your prescriber. You might be able to work with some nutrition coaching that's going to help, but you can't stop cold turkey. So a lot of antidepressants, that you may be on, some of them will have a side effect profile of weight gain. Some, some will cause weight loss and it just depends on the person. Some, you might have somebody who gets the weight gain and somebody who gets the weight loss. It depends on what you're doing. And there's, there's not really a telltale sign that says, Hey, you're going to be the one who gains weight. You're going to be the one that loses weight. Mm. We do know that depression, anxiety, and a lot of it is tied to your gut microbiome. So when I am working with some of my clients, we're really working on getting back to that whole foods. I always say it's, it's, we're healing from the inside out. And once you get back to that whole foods, you're getting those prebiotics and your probiotics, and you are working on that gut microbiome, which will help with anxiety, which will help with depression. Anxiety, a lot of times is built up adrenaline. And if you are not going for walks, if you are not working out, if you are not sleeping, all of those can contribute to more anxiety. So when you start putting some things in place and start working on eating right, lifting weights, going for a walk, that adrenaline can be used and you may not notice as much anxiety issues or heart palpitations which you are feeling anxious. And so there's always things that we can look at, but never ever just go cold turkey off. If there's always a benefit to eating right and working out, and then maybe we can work with, like I work with somebody's practitioner and say, okay, can we slowly start waiting to see see what happens and ne- and not ever do cold turkey? Yeah. And I've heard that before that it it can be dangerous if you just stop taking your medication. So definitely something to speak to your healthcare provider about before you want to get off of any of these things. And are there any other things? Like I know a lot of my clients have, for example, hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. So they're on medication for that. Is that another medication that can cause weight gain or that, that women tend to have an issue with? Well, thyroid in general 
having Hashimoto's, having hypothyroidism in mm -hmm. general will cause possibly weight gain. That's one of the symptoms that when someone's like trying everything and they can't figure out and they go get a thyroid panel and they notice that their thyroid levels are all jacked up. So hypothyroidism itself, but what you don't want to do, and I see this a lot of times, especially boutique drugs, is that they'll put everybody on Synthroid or levothyroxine mm -hmm. to try to jumpstart their, their metabolism. You can't do that. That messes up your whole hormonal status, your thyroid. You can't just give yourself extra and hope that's going to rev up your metabolism. Your thyroid is kind of like, I want to say your air traffic controller of your body. It directs so many different processes that we don't want to mess that up. When somebody has Hashimoto's, they're going to find it harder to lose weight. Same with somebody who has some thyroid disorders. They're going to find it harder to lose weight. But once again, it's like we, and I would keep telling with my clients is that we can't focus on that scale number. What we need to focus on is your body composition. What we want to do is burn fat, build muscle. Does it take longer if you have a thyroid disorder? Yeah, it does. But you're doing it the right way. It might be slow. I always say it's like the turtle and the rabbit. You're better off being the turtle in this case and getting healthy and helping your thyroid. Because the one thing that we do as females, we go through every trend and the trend for a while, there was no carbs. Your thyroid needs carbs to function. It does. It needs, it needs, it needs carbs for your T3, T4. It's, it's science. And when we take the carbs away and we go, let's say keto, you're actually can hurt your thyroid, which is what we don't want to do. And then I'll get people saying, but I'm on Synthroid. I'm on levothyroxine. Okay. Yeah. But you're still having to take a supplement in order for your thyroid to function or to have that um, functionality of what the thyroid does. So don't take away the carbs. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. I love that. So are there, uh, yeah, before I go forward, are there any others we should be aware of that you can think of? Well, there's always medications out there that will have, whether it's antihistamines or one, so I'm going to burst everybody's bubble here. Mm -hmm. Got allergies, antihistamines will cause weight gain. I know it's not fair. It's like, well, what do I do about these allergies? So if you are on say Zyrtec, if you're on Benadryl, um, the one that does not seem to cause as much weight gain is is Claritin, but Claritin is also doesn't cross the blood vein barrier. So it's a little less sedating. It doesn't seem to work as well. I always tell people if they have to be on antihistamine, be on it what's called PRN as needed. So if it's allergy season, you got to be on it for a while. Okay. But then get yourself off of it. Don't be on it every single day. And that should, that should help because it's just one of those things is that if you're finding yourself stuck and you're like, okay, why is this? And you take an antihistamine every day. It's very possible that it could be the antihistamine. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I did not know that. I just went through allergy season. So <laughs> yeah, this allergy season here right now too. Okay. <laughs> and I was just taking Claritin every day yeah. for, uh, for about two months there. So, um, but it did help with my symptoms. I didn't notice any weight gain though, but just, uh, but that's really good to know because I know a lot of us have allergies and a lot of us develop allergies later in life as did mm -hmm. I. And mm -hmm. so that's a really good thing to be aware of. Okay. So is it realistic? Like, cause you were talking about lifestyle changes, like exercising and eating better. And even, you know, looking at our gut microbiome, are these things enough to maybe lower our need for medication or even eliminate our need for medications, certain medications? 
Yeah, it absolutely is. So when you're talking about diabetes, prediabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, a lot of those disease states are caused by what's called chronic inflammation. And it's caused by ultra processed foods, it's caused by added sugar, it's caused by our lifestyle of not moving around, it's caused by our lifestyle of going through the drive through Starbucks, convenience. And we don't realize what we're doing or what we're ingesting is causing all this chronic inflammation. And when I talk about chronic inflammation, the way I can easily explain it is that you have acute inflammation, which think about is a mosquito bite. So you mosquito bites you, you get this welt, it itches, it gets hot and your body does everything it's supposed to. It starts releasing histamine and everything to combat that bite and get rid of it. And then all of a sudden everything goes away. The inflammation is gone. The bite is gone. Everything goes back to normal. If you think about ultra processed foods and added sugar as being mosquito bites, mm. you're constantly getting bit. Constantly. Your body never has a chance to go, I'm done. Okay. Let's, let's all go back home and, you know, take a break and we'll regroup when something else happens. You're constantly putting your body in a state and inflammation inside. Not a good thing because we know that chronic inflammation can cause Alzheimer's. We know that there's certain cancers, rheumatoid arthritis, strokes, heart attack, diabetes, prediabetes. All of these have been linked to chronic inflammation. So when you can get rid of the chronic inflammation by eating real food, it's amazing what can happen. And you actually can reverse prediabetes. You can reverse hypertension and high cholesterol because your body is made to have real food. Your body wasn't made to have lean cuisine and healthy choice. It, 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 it never knew what that was. It knew what an apple was. It knew chicken. It knows beef. It knows turkey. It doesn't know hamburger helper. Those things are not meant to be nutrition. We, you know, everybody's like, well, oh, but, I, but I'm overweight because I'm eating too much. We're actually malnutritioned. If you look at what we ingest, we don't get enough nutrition. We get enough, AKA, you know, calories mm. per se. I don't, but calories doesn't equal nutrition. And when we start looking at whole foods, when we start looking at fueling our body so that the chemical reactions that occur in our body can actually do uh, do what they're supposed to do and actually have those chemical reactions. I always say like, like to go boom. We want those chemical reactions. We want those things to take place. When we give ourselves ultra processed foods, those chemical reactions don't really occur. So that gives us brain fog, tiredness, maybe moodiness, all these things that we attribute to being maybe overworked or stressed is all compounded with not eating right. Okay. I love that because also those things, when you were saying them, I'm like, well, those are like the things they, those are like the symptoms of perimenopause or menopause. Mm -hmm. So it can be, yeah, I can, I guess it could just exacerbate those things at that time of life too. Right. 
Absolutely. And the, and the problem with the with problem with menopause and perimenopause, we've kind of set ourselves up for these issues. Now, it's going to happen anyway. We lose our estrogen, we lose our progesterone, mm-hmm. our testosterone goes down, all these things. Yes. But what we did in our teens, our 20s, our 30s, by the chronic dieting, by the yo-yo, going up and down, feeding our body diet food, losing muscle, we weren't burning fat. I hate to tell you that. But every time that you went on these crash diets, you're like, oh my gosh, I got into my skinny jeans for a hot moment. Because think about it. How long were you on it? Maybe it was for the cruise. Maybe it was for the birthday or the class reunion. But two weeks later, they don't fit anymore. That was not body fat you lost. That was muscle you lost. So every single time we did that, we we ended up slowing our metabolism down even more. We caused even more inflammation. So by the time that we get to menopause, we are ripe for the hot flashes, for the brain fog, for everything that happens, because now we're compounding that with the decrease in estrogen, which we're all like, are you kidding me? Seriously? <laughs> and hot flashes are fun. I will be the first to admit they are not fun. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and that's what a lot of us are dealing with. But I know that there are some cultures that don't deal with them as as much. And I'm I'm thinking it's for those reasons you just said, you know, our lifestyle, all the things in our lifestyle are actually probably causing us to have those things in the first place, or at least to the extent that we're having them. Because if you look at the if you look at the cultures who don't have a lot of osteoporosis or don't have the menopausal symptoms, Mediterranean, they all eat whole foods, they move their body, they don't do the crash fad, yo-yo dieting, eating diet food like we do here. Yeah. And they never have. It's not in their culture to do that. No, that's it. And so as a, yeah. And so a lot of those women are not experiencing menopause in the same way we are here in North America. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, to me, that's just proof that, yeah, well, we really have to look at our, our lifestyle when we get to this time of life and to see what we're doing and what we can do, because we do have a lot of control over all of these things, over our stress, over what we're eating, over how much we're moving is really up to us. I always say, you know, kind of like when it's midlife, we're at a crossroads. We can continue to do what we're doing and promote disease, or we can get our act together. And it may not be the easiest thing, but it is, for me, it's the right thing. For me, it's preventative. For me, it's, you know, I work in nursing homes. I see my residents, unfortunately, a lot of them, they're in their fifties and sixties. I see that. I don't want that for anybody that's not living. And we have the power to change. We have the power to look at what we're ingesting, to look how we're working out or not working out, to fuel our body with what is absolutely needed. And that's my problem with the Ozempic and everything else is that you have still have to fuel your body. And if you're not, and you're just going for that weight loss, there's something called frailty. Mm. And and this is this happens that whether you do Ozempic will go over your Manjaro, if you're doing crash dieting all the time and you're getting down to skinny mini and then coming back up and skinny mini down, you are in you are promoting frailty. So if you think about 
somebody who you think is old and they're frail and they look like they're going to blow away or they look like they're about ready to crack or break. That's kind of what frailty is. That's not healthy. And you don't want to be a 50 or 60 year old who breaks their hip or ends up in you know, a nursing home because you can't do what's called ADLs, um, adult daily living or activities of daily, daily living. You, you want to be able to thrive. I mean, I feel like in our fifties, I finally figured out what's going on and it's like, <laughs> it, it, it took me this long. It's, it's only, it took me this long to find balance, but it's a great place to be. And we're just starting chapter two. We're not meant to be finished. This is, this is actually where we're meant to start to begin. I I totally agree. And that's really sad that that's what you're seeing are people in their fifties and sixties in these homes because they need, they need, they need help every day that, yeah, oh gosh, I don't want that for anybody. And, you know, I know also for a fact that in this time of life in perimenopause and, and just into menopause, we are decreasing our bone mass is decreasing at a rapider rate and as is our muscle mass. So I just think it's like a, it's, it's now a non-negotiable, like you said, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a turning point. We're at a crossroads. Like if we keep going down this path, you know, we're getting more and more certain that we're going to fall victim to one of these lifestyle, white lifestyle diseases, but we can do something about it. We can still build bone. We can still build muscle. We can still change our ways in a way that we can not go down that path. So yeah, it's an interesting point that we find ourselves at right now. Yeah. Wow. So what do you, what do you suggest for a woman who, you know, she's in perimenopause or going into menopause, she's having symptoms and she does want to change. Where do, where does she begin? Where, where would you start with her? Well, you're speaking to all my clients <laughs> and mine <laughs> because that, I mean, seriously, that's a lot of my clients. I get them because nothing else has worked. They've tried oh, the latest shake fad, or they tried this diet or this diet or this Instagram influencers, whatever. And it's and beyond frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost throwing your hands up in the air and going, okay, nothing works. Why don't I go on Wagovi or, or Zempic, but I really don't want to, what can I do? And please, please, please know that you are one amazing and two, you are not meant to chase skinny. And I say chase skinny because we have to start changing our behavior and our thought process that skinny equals happiness. That if you get to a certain weight that the sky will open up, rainbow, I always say rainbows, unicorns, and hello kitty, that that's not the case. Think about things before when you got to a certain weight, you thought everything would be great and it's not. So when we start looking at the inside out and we start thinking about health instead of scale, when we start thinking about being strong instead of skinny, when we start thinking about building muscle instead of hours of cardio, and we start thinking about how we're fueling our body by how it serves us, it's a huge turning point to realize that, hey, I was actually under eating and under fueling, that the hours of working out that you may have been doing was actually being detrimental to your health and actually making you bigger and not smaller. And that the body that you really want is a body that's strong and that has muscle. And that's going to give you the shape that you want now and later in life. 
And when you can have that kind of behavioral shift, mindset shift from dieting and skinny to health and strong, that is a pivotal change because all of a sudden you start seeing food differently. You start seeing exercise differently. There's a balance. There is a weight lifted off your shoulders. And when you don't have that weight and you don't have that stress, which is called cortisol, and you're not worried. And all of a sudden things start working. All of a sudden the belly and the fluff will start going away. Um, you sleep better because you're fueling your body with real food. You start looking better because you're starting to get muscle. I always say, you know, I'm turning you in from a sugar burner to a to a fat burner because we don't want you build, burning muscle. We want you burning fat. But if you're not fueling your body properly, it's not going to happen. So when you start seeing all these amazing things and not seeing, but also feeling the brain fog's gone, yeah, yeah. you can think, oh my gosh, I don't need a nap at 2 PM or I'm not going for that coffee or that Starbucks. And you don't realize how bad you felt until you start feeling good. Mm -hmm. And I have my clients really focusing on the feelings because what you see in the mirror and I, and I will tell anybody this, take pictures because what you see in the mirror every single day, you will pick your body apart. When you take pictures and start looking at your journey, you kind of see it from a different lens and you're like, oh, well, hello, cheekbones. Hey, bicep. Hey, you know, there's, you know, hey, there's, there's my neck, you know, things like that, that you don't normally you, because you look at the mirror every single day, you don't see those changes. But when you start taking pictures you can see how your body is changing, even yeah. if it's just slight. And then you also pair that with how you feel, like we call it non-scale victories. And sometimes that's just enough to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I'm happier. I have energy. I don't beat myself up anymore. Those are huge, huge, huge victories. No, that's what it's all about. And I think that's like you said, you said mindset shifts. And, th and these are the things that we have to change our mind around. Because if you're in midlife right now, chances are you've lived through the 80s and mm. everything was you know, <laughs> skinny as happiness or skinny as mm -hmm. healthy. And we did have a lot of focus on the scale. Um, we were doing a lot of cardio, no real mm -hmm. muscle, you know, resistance training. Um, so there's a lot to unpack and a lot to rethink before, you know, at this point of life, because we're carrying all this with us, things that we probably did work maybe at some point for us, you know, we did, like you said, lost the weight, but we probably didn't lose the right weight and we didn't lose the fat. We lost the muscle or the water. And so now it's like, okay, we have to rethink this. Like, it's not, you have to believe that it's going to work, but obviously we're, we're coming from a place where we've never really practiced these things. And now we have to change our mindset to a new belief that, you know what, this is the way we have to go now. So that, that I think is the, the big part of the work. I don't know. Is that what you think? The I think it is. I mean, I, and, and I'm coming from, I'm coming from a former ac exercise addict. That was me, cardio junkie, you know, cardio bunny, whatever you want to call it. I do teach classes. I teach fitness classes. And I look at my participants who are in their fifties and sixties, and that's all they've been doing. Mm -hmm. And and it's, you know, part of me wants to just like scream and yell. It's like, go pick up weights. 
because, you know, yes, I do. I teach a muscle building class. Yeah, but it's not really a muscle building class. It's endurance. It's not breaking down the muscle tissue and building it. It's, it's lots. And, and I'm, and I'm going to hear this all the time. It's like, but, but I don't want to become Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Doing high repetitions with low weights is not going to change your body. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to start, but you need to pick up those heavier weights in order to change the shape of your body. And when you pick up heavier weights and when you build muscle for those with prediabetes, the more muscle you have, the more insulin receptors you have. So you're going to increase your insulin sensitivity. And that's what we want. Yes. It's it's one of those things that you just have to change the mindset. I tell all my clients, because I always get this question, well, what's the secret sauce? There has to be something. Yeah, there is a secret sauce. It's you. Mm-hmm. You are the secret sauce. You have the keys. You have the gumption. All I do when I coach my clients is that I am there to guide them and to help them and to find that inner, I want to say inner fire, that secret sauce that says, you know what? I can do this. I can change. If you have one foot out the door, if you're like, eh, maybe I'll try this and then go back to your old ways, it's not going to work. But when you find that fire and you find that, that you are the secret sauce and the key to change, the doors do open and Hello Kitty and rainbows do come out. I love that. So it's, it's taking yourself from frailty to empowerment and totally turning things around for yourself, which is, is what I love is it's totally possible right now, like at this time of life where you can, you can make new decisions that can change everything for you. And you can have those rainbows and unicorns and hello kitties. (laughs) So I love that too. And um, no, this is all so, so good and so needed because we have to realize there are things that can work, but it may not be what we've been doing up until now. And uh, it's just a change of mindset and we just need to to get on board with that. But there's so much proof out there that this is what works. And I think so, people get analysis paralysis. They'll go down the Google web, the, the Google kind of like rabbit hole and be like, okay, how do I lose weight? And then they mm-hmm. hear this and they hear that. And then, oh, this Instagram influencer says this. This person says to take these shakes. And this person says this. And here's some things I want people to think about. One, it's never selfish to work on you. It's never selfish or it's never wrong to ask for help. Sometimes we feel like we have to do it all, especially females that we should never, we should know everything. We shouldn't have to ask for help. It's okay to invest in yourself. It's okay to get a coach like Debbie or myself to help you get there because we don't always have all the answers. And sometimes we do need that extra kind of accountability or that guide. So don't be scared to reach out and, and invest in your health because you want to live your best life. You want to make the second chapter amazing. And once you get it, yes, does it take work at at the beginning? I'm not going to lie. It's not the easiest thing to change. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not, especially when there's habits to break, there's new habits to form. But once you get there, it's, it's the way that you feel it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And if you are reversing disease or preventing disease, even, even more so. Absolutely. And, and I agree because it is hard work, but 
it, there's nothing more rewarding than something that takes that kind of work. I mean, you're not going to get anything rewarding out of doing something that's a quick fix or an easy button. You're only going to get there if you do the work and, you, and then you look back and say, wow, look what I did. And the hard work I, is really, yeah. I mean, you can tell me with your clients, I think the hard work is really the first two to three weeks. That's, that is the crucial one week. The first week is kind of like, okay, figuring this out. The second week. All right. Because we see it all the time. January 1st. Oh mm-hmm. my God. <laughs> it's January 1st. This is my year. I'm going to do it by January 21st. You're like, peace out. And <laughs> you know, next year life happens. And so if you can learn the basics, if you can start to manipulate change and keep with those changes, and I love James Clear, Atomic Habits, Mm -hmm. because it's taking that 1% and getting better every single day. When you can do that and start that change and start that shift and start your identity change, you will be successful. Just, but you have to go in knowing that, yeah, it's going to take some work and I'm okay with that. I'm okay knowing that I'm going to be a beginner. I'm okay knowing I don't know everything. I'm okay and open to learning new things. Absolutely. I think that's what it takes is that openness at the beginning to be willing to go through it. Like you said, those first three weeks where, you know, that first week is all about like, yeah, I'm doing this. And then, and then you lose it, you know, Mm -hmm. after that. So it's like, can you get through the first three weeks and then you can keep going? I think that's, that's so ideal. And, and I'm a big fan of atomic habits too. So small changes, small steps, that's the way we want to do it. And and it's amazing what you can do with just one small thing every day. Imagine you did one push up and you added one every day. At the end of the month, you'd be able to do 30 push ups, which is pretty amazing for most of us. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds small, but it, boy, does it add up fast. So I think that is so good to know. So is there anything else you, you want to share uh, before we, before we go? I just want people to know that sometimes you feel lost. Sometimes you feel frustrated or it, nothing's worked and you get down this dark hole, know that there is a light in the end of the tunnel. Know that there is a way for you to be healthy. Okay. So you may not be a size two girlfriend. I'm never going to be a size two. Not going to happen. You know, back in the eighties, it was flat, butt. don't have it. I, you know, my, I have, I have legs and, and a tushy. I'm okay with that now. Uh, It's because it's going to keep me from falling. I'm okay with building muscle because that's going to keep me strong. Be okay and embrace who you are. And from day one, not who I'm going to be in six weeks or, oh, I'm going to be amazing in six months. Be okay with who you are now. Love that person who you are now and just improve who you are. Improve to get healthy heal from the inside out because you're living in this body, this mind that you were given. And it's amazing. Mm. Reflect on that and be thankful for who you are. You're living today. You're able to do all these things and you're able to change, but you have the power. You have the power to get healthy. You have the power to get strong. You have the power to do this we'll say the right way, but the way that's going to help you decrease inflammation, get stronger. I don't like to say balance hormones, optimize hormones Mm -hmm. and prevent disease. Don't ever forget that that power is within you. 
I think that's a great thing to remember. We do have the power and it really is up to us. And that's, that's the most amazing part of all of this is it is up to us. So it's in your hands. All right. Well, thank you, Amy. I want to ask you one question before, before you do go <laughs> is what's been the best part of getting older for you? The best part actually is, oh my God, the things I used to beat myself up about. And now you can, hindsight's twenty twenty. It always is. If, you know, it's like, what could you tell your younger self? It, honestly, it's not what I could tell my younger self. It's what I could tell my, what I want my older self to tell me. I am doing everything the right way now. I'm no longer trying to out-exercise a bad diet. I'm now fueling my body so that in my 20-year-old self who or 20-plus-year-old self, so when I'm in my 70s and 80s, can look back and say, you know what? You did, you did it right. Thank you for taking care of me. And that's what I've learned is I've learned from my mistakes. I've learned from the things I did in the past so that now I can find balance. I can be happy and I can help that lady or me who's going to be older in 25 years um, live their best life. That That's such a powerful image, actually, because that just conjured up like I just was imagining yourself now and yourself in 25 years, the two of you and just that like that gratitude of like, thank you for taking care of me. Now mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm in in. I'm, I'm in much better shape than I would have been had you continued down that other road or had you yeah. not made those decisions. Yeah. So how powerful is that? I love it. So Amy, if any woman in my audience wants to learn more about you or your business, how can they get in touch with you? The best way is actually you can find all my social handles and everything on my website. And it's www.amykwilson.com. So that's A-M-Y-K-W-I-L-S on.com. And if you want, I have a free download for you too. So you can go to amykwilson.com slash podcast, and there's a free download for you. Awesome. And all of that information from Amy will be in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for being here today, Amy. Uh, it was so eye-opening and sharing your, you know, not only your expertise, but all the great information and the great inspiration that you shared. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, Debbie. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. If you want to learn more about working with me, come visit me at debbieharbeckcoaching.com. That's Debbie, I-E, Harbeck with a C, coaching.com. See you next week.